welcome to Deserted Isolation Discs, a play on words and tribute to the BBC's famous Desert Island Discs podcast. We're Kate Hamer and Louis Saha, the founders of Axis Stars, which is a platform to connect stars from the worlds of sport and entertainment with trusted brands and service providers. Obviously, a lot of these stars are at home due to coronavirus isolation, so we thought we'd work together to bring some entertainment to everyone in the same boat. We hope it's not going to be a long series but we have got a good chunk of people to keep you entertained for a while. Uh, today, we are speaking to Tony Bellew. Louis, you are here as well. I will hand over to you both. A pleasure, Tony, to have you uh, on, the, on the podcast today. So I just want to ask you a normal question. It's like, how are you, mate? A pleasure to come on first and foremost, Louis. Thank you very much. Uh, I am good. I have become a... I don't know how to explain it. I'm out of a window cleaner now, so I've become a window cleaner in the last 24 hours. I've cleaned 24 windows, huge windows on this stupid size house. Uh, and I've just jet washed that back yesterday and I only got finished doing that today. It's just, I've basically become Bob the Builder. All the gear and no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying my best, but... All the jobs that men say that we will do, oh, yeah, love, I'll do that when I get a minute, I'll do this when I get a minute. All of a sudden, I've got minutes, and mm. she's come out with the full list of what needs doing, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Yeah, I've been in the shop a couple of times, and each time I go, I'm just, like, I'm looking at you guys now on the FaceTime, can I get this, can I get that, can I get this, can I get that? I can't do right for doing wrong, so... I don't know, I'm trying, man. Everyone's in the same boat at the end yeah. of the day. It's isolation for most countries around the world and most places here in England. So we just got to do the best we can. Yes, yes. So how do you feel about it? You know, how, what, what is your, your, your feeling about that thing? Because it's like so huge, it's worldwide and, and people got fear. I know that you have the aspect of feel maybe different than everybody else as a fighter. So <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see how you cope with that. I, I don't have any personal fear at all of, of, of anything, really. I never have done since I was a kid. Uh, all my fear and worries lie in my children. So my latest child is 10 weeks old. Uh, and I'm absolutely petrified of anything going wrong. So, and then my next boy is seven, my nether boy is 11, and then my eldest boy is 14. So, you know, the, the eldest boy about three weeks ago had a cough for mm -hmm. a good week. So we self-isolated him, done everything we could. He got over it <clears throat> and then he went back to school and he was fine. So, uh, and then all of a sudden it just, it really struck home. So, you know, once the schools have been shut down and, it's just an eerie silence on the streets. You know, you, you go to a shopping centre and it's just very few people in and around. And it's, 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 it's a strange feeling. It's something that I never anticipated. It's uh, it's like something out of the movies, I'm not going to lie. So it's like the best thing I could explain is I Am Legend with Will Smith. Yeah, I'm just yeah, hoping yeah. these people who are infected don't turn into zombies yeah. over all Where, Where's your dog? Where's your dog? Oh, <laughs> we don't have... I have no dogs. My no dog. wife is allergic to dog, cats and dogs. So ever since she got pregnant with our first child, so I don't know, man. It's just what mm -hmm. can we do? Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah, so. you're right. Yeah. So how you keep up uh, the day? So you you you've been doing some DIY and stuff. 
things like that, you know, that things have been passing there, as I say, I the, yesterday I jet washed all the back because, it, you know, you've got to get ready for the summer anyway. But, you know, when you keep saying, yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'll do it when I get a minute, I'll do it when I get a minute. And usually I'll just pay some guy to come in and he'll do it in a few hours with one of them industrial jet washers. So we've got a jet washer in the garage and, you know, you get up, it's Monday morning. And I just thought I'm gonna have to start doing the things I said I'd do weeks ago, months ago. So I started mm. the jet washing and literally the windows got cleaned. I think the last time we got clean was the Friday before. So as she was quite happy seeing the jet washing, all of the, the patios coming up nice, all the, the molds come off the floor or whatever from all the horrible weather in the winter, it was going all over the windows and I was just so it took me hours upon hours to jet wash this area. Once it was all done. She said the windows need cleaning and, and the windows are big so she can't reach the top and that was like, I can't, there's 28 windows going around the back of the extension on the house and the windows are seven foot by three foot. So it's just, uh, so I've been doing that all, all the windows today, finishing off the patio and I'm, I'm dreading tomorrow, I'm not going to lie. I haven't got a clue what's in store. Uh, I don't know. She does all the kids' homework with them. I just, I can't do it. So, yeah, you know, Brian has three apples, Rachel has two. I can't just listen to me. I can't do it. So, it sends me crazy. I can't do the kids' homework. I'm, I'm, as I said, too many punches to the head, mate. It does. That's what you mean. I don't, I don't have any excuses, huh? Is that right? You have no excuses at all. <laughs> you kicked the ball with your feet. I have been punched in the head for 20 years. You should be you should be taking classes with, the, with with four to five children at once, giving them instructions on what to do. If I never got punched in the head, I'm sure I would be quite bright, to be honest. <laughs> but I have an excuse. Yeah. I've been I've been uh, very impressed with the iPad stuff. I don't know how it works uh, with the confinement, but the kids are... Uh, like doing like Skype and and all sorts and 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 is well well organized. So it's uh, I'm very impressed. I just can't keep up with the boys. My oldest one is 17 and he was doing his uh, main exam. So it's just like you know when they are going into physics and stuff like this. And I say, leave me alone, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's 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 all good. But uh, what is your uh, tips? I mean, like in a way that uh, you can help those guys to go through. You know, people following you. Who believe in in the, the the way you conduct yourself and people that may not know you um, and feel like you're an inspiration. I think the thing to do is is remain motivated and don't try to get down on yourself. Or as I say, we're all going through this situation at the minute, and it's tough for everybody. Nobody has all the answers. I don't. I, you know, I have days where I'm completely fed up or. I don't feel like doing much, but you've just got to find a way to get through the, the days, and and that is the only thing you can do. You know, this the, what I'm confident is in is this will pass, mm-hmm. and when it does pass, I think we will all appreciate life a lot more than we did in the past. Nice. Uh, remain and active as much as you can. Uh, I know we've all got this lockdown in place and stuff like that, but exercise does you know stimulate your brain and help you do things better and, and, and help your thought process a lot better than I have found personally anyway so I know the thing for, for us is I say the six of us in this household uh, it's stimulating the kids mentally mm-hmm. that's the toughest aspect so 
yes, we could leave them on a PlayStation or an iPad all day, but at some point they've got to do something. So, uh, fortunately enough, we had a cross trainer here, so there's nothing funnier than seeing a seven-year-old get on a cross trainer mm. and go absolutely crazy for about 40 seconds, and then he's done. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my 11-year-old says, like, I can do 30 minutes, Dad, and a year just go nice and steady. He's not soft. Mm. He's not going to burn out after 40 seconds. So... Uh, little things like that to keep yourselves amused. I want us to watch a movie tonight, but it's too late now, so... I'm sorry. Oh, don't be that. It's not your fault. I was way too late getting things done. And As I say, between me and my wife, she does all the stuff to help the kids and do stuff for the kids. I just... I'm here as the hired help every now and again. So, you know, I'm not... I could never be a mother. If, yeah. men, had, if men had babies, there'd be no babies in the world. <laughs> You're right, yeah. So, on, on, on the same way that you were saying this, uh, the, may we think about, do you maybe entertain uh, them in doing like some meals and, and stuff like, do you cook? Uh, I, I can do a bit, I can do a bit. Uh, we, we just, I don't know, we just make it work. Mm -hmm. We just make it work between us all in the house. Uh, what did we have today for our tea? Uh, I made sure the veg that we cooked was seasoned. Uh, the broccoli and asparagus with the chicken and the noodles. Uh, the kids also had a bit of a stir fry. So, yep, yeah, I cooked that. Uh, as I said, I'll do anything I can do to not do that kids' homework with them because it would be very embarrassing that dad can't <laughs> do simple things. So I'll do whatever it takes to stay well away from that homework. <laughs> Yeah, do you I, do I any can't. like uh, special like uh, nutrition things like you know uh, the protein ones or any? Do you any know what? Stuff? Do you know what, Louis? I don't, I don't do it. I mean, I like to try and eat as healthy as I possibly can, but mm. the way it is, the minute you just make do. So, you know, I'm I'm not eating enough because for the since we've been on lockdown, I think when do we go to lockdown? So Monday. What day we are now? See what I mean? I'm going Wednesday. insane. We're now on Wednesday. Uh, so it's just day by day. I'm losing the track of days because I was thinking about shaving my head and my beard. And then I thought, I'm not doing that because if this cure is what Trump's saying it is, I know he's coming out saying, I think it's called a mythicin or with something else that it's making people better, but it's not fully tested yet. If that's a cure and it's done, then this thing could be over much quicker than we than we than we think, and, and I'm like this, hoping that I'm, yeah. it's right, but just the thing is, no one knows, so what do we do? We just have to make do and take it a day at a time, basically. Yeah. We're all looking at the news for the update, but but I feel like the more I watch the news, the more it gets me down. Mm-mm, you're right, yeah. I feel like if we just, if we switch off from social media, if we switch off from, from the TV, and just watch programs, so so probably doing Netflix a great service here, but watch a bit of Netflix so, and, and forget social media. It's just kind of like you're on the six weeks kids' school holiday. So mm. and that's basically how, how I'm trying to look at it at the minute. And then, you know, it's only you got to worry if it goes past the six weeks. That's when we've yeah, got to yeah. really start worrying. Because if I go past six weeks, I'm not going to have any air left. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to run out of things I can clean. <laughs> So what wh what is your kind of like box set and and next thing show that you may uh, have missed tonight? But uh, 
You're on now. You, I watched, I watched uh, one called The Stranger. Uh, that was a series. So that had a good twist. That was pretty good. Uh, what else have I seen? I used to love watching movies when I was fighting. Because when I was when I used to box, I'd be in camp and I'd be living away from home in Sheffield. So I'd be going to the cinema twice a week on my own. And the amount of times mm. I'd see people in the cinema and I could hear them, they'd be sitting behind me and go, it's him, it's him, it's definitely him, it's him. And I'd be sitting on my jack on my own with a, with a protein bar and a protein shake. Uh, I miss going to cinema so much, but we just don't go no more. I was so impressed with your performance on Creed, my friend. I was like, uh, I said, this, this guy... This guy is natural. You, you should be a movie star, Thank man. Thank you. You've known me a long. You've known me a long time, so you know I was. I was just lucky. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. On on the casting, I don't know how it works, but I was so impressed with the natural. Yes, of course, it's it's your field, and and that's is what you know about. But acting is not natural for everybody. No. And I was like really impressed. It felt like it was like hang on a minute. This him, this I was I was very very lucky. It, they didn't ask me to play a surgeon from France. Luckily, <laughs> they asked me to play a boxer from Liverpool. So I was, I was yeah, but still, I was still because I remember like like players being asked to 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 actually perform. I, I don't know, but I remember a few names. Uh, um, they, you know, you feel like it was not natural when the same things and all that. Yes. It was like. Of timing and all that, but you bang, 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 and I say, hang on a minute, you should be doing that. I mean, like this is something that you should be thinking about. I wish uh, I had opportunities after the film, and, and I suppose I could have looked into it a bit more. But I just I was so driven and focused on becoming a world champion that yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to become a world champion, fight at Goodison Park, and I didn't want to just do it in a Rocky movie. I wanted to do it in real life, so. Uh, I just focused me after doing the movie Creed. I came home and just and put all my eggs into one basket of becoming that world champion that I always dreamed of. Louis known me that long that he seen me when I was fighting for British titles, coming into Finch Farm, <laughs> getting in the ice bath, and he used to call me crazy because I get in the ice bath up to me I couldn't put one toe, my friend, on that thing, man. I couldn't put one toe, and I say, hang on a minute, this guy is fucking mental. <laughs> I was so impressed, but. I mean, like, you know, I totally understand that focus you need because there is so much suffering because on the way that one one bad training, I think, could maybe set you off in some way. So I know that you need to be very focused. I was saying this and when I, I maybe, like, it's some kind of, like, moment where I wanted to write my book. I wrote my book and I felt like I was kind of disconnected to my football. So, you know, that kind of, like, natural thing that... Um, things go your way, it was like a bit gone. I was a bit off because my brain was somewhere else, you know, like starting to write things and all that. And and uh, I, I totally understand what you, what you just done here. It's like, it's really good. And that's why you made it, you know? Yes, uh, I will be very interesting to know about um, your favorite book, you know, something that you read, inspired you and... and uh, I liked, I always read books about Muhammad Ali. I'd read books about Mike Tyson. I've read mm. books about boxers all the time. Obviously, you know me love for Everton Football Club. But believe you me, there's not much actually wrote on Everton Football Club. It's just turn up at the ground and behave like a lunatic on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, and I was a big part of that side of it. <laughs> but when it came to reading books, I would always... I, I used to like reading autobiographies. I, I, I was inspired by people like Muhammad Ali. Uh, 
I was amazed at how people like Mike Tyson could fight the way he could. Yeah. So, you know, I would study them individuals. I would study what made them tick, how what made them get up daily on a daily basis and challenge themselves and motivate themselves. And I wouldn't like to say I copied them, but I would say I had certain things <clears throat> in that were familiar to them. I had certain things, what's the word I'm looking for? In... Uh, in comparison to them, you know, I had certain things in my life that was in the same situation in their life. Um, mm. It was compatible by looking at both sides. So a lot of boxers have been through the same troubles and the same things. At the end of the day, no one wants to be punched in the face for a living. And nobody turns to boxing uh, for a for an enjoyable sport because yeah. of what it is. But there's something in us that makes us driven, unbelievably driven to get there in the end. And once you become a world champion, you know, you get to the height and the pinnacle of the sport. Mm. Uh, it takes something special to get there and it takes absolutely someone driven or someone a little bit crazy. I, I'm, I'm yeah. convinced 99% of boxers have got a screw loose. I've got a screw loose. I know I have. I just admit it. You guys have got a screw loose too. Don't worry about that. It's just that I'm, 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 I can go with it. I'm happy. I, I've, I've become accustomed to accepting it now. But you're good, crazy. I like it, and and I yeah. really love your last post on on Instagram where you post the Mohamed Ali uh, video. You know where he's yeah. actually giving advice about kids and saying that they 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 have to really like go into schools and 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 think about uh, education more than like just being a world champion because the ratio is so minimal. And this is like really powerful, and I really loved it. And it's a brilliant video. It's. It's what you try and tell my kids. I mean, when I was a kid in school, all I ever wanted to do was play football for Everton. Mm. But then you have to become a realisation of, well, I'm not going to make it because all of these kids, they go to school and they just want to be a professional footballer for the local yeah. team, whether it's Liverpool, Everton, Manchester United or Manchester City. And and the realisation has to hit home that, you know, your chances of making it are, are, are a million to one to be a professional mm -hmm. footballer. In boxing, it's very much the same. You see a lot of kids and they, they don't take to football, so they go to the boxing gym. And <clears throat> in boxing, it's actually the ones that leave that are financially secure is actually a lot less than football. So in football, you know, you can make a career and make a really nice life for yourself mm -hmm. playing in a division as low as, I would say, League One and Two. You can still have a really nice life and financially benefit from it, really. In mm -hmm. boxing, less than 1% of the fighters leave the game financially secure. Less than 1%. Yeah, that's how, and that, that, that's why when you listen to that, that video I put up, Muhammad Ali, all these kids are one of the world champion. They see the lights, the glitz, the glamour, the action. It's not just lights, camera, action, boxing, believe you me. It's not. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a brutal, brutal sport. It's a brutal business. Uh, and as I said before, even for the guys who get to the British title level or get to maybe even European title level, you are still so far away from financial security. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So that, that is hard to perceive. So on your career, do you remember any type of like moment where, you know, obviously the up and downs are, could be uh, an inspiration, but uh, something like very special that make you... Uh, thing that could help people to overcome the situation, but any situation where you have to get back on your feet and 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 you know, like put the glove again, you know. Uh, situations I've been, I'd say my lowest point in my whole career, losing in Canada. I'd lost a fight before that 
but I didn't really think I'd lost. It was just a decision. I didn't get the decision. Mm. So I fought a guy called Nathan Cleverly. Uh, I thought I won. He thought he won. He got the decision. I didn't. So that wasn't really too bad to bounce back from. I think the most, the hardest thing to ever bounce back from that I found in my career was losing to Donna Stevenson. I went to Canada uh, to the champions' backyard, and, I, and in my mind, I thought I'm coming home with the world title. I always thought I was going to beat everybody, mm. uh, but losing that—that that was the first time in my whole career as a professional that I that genuinely lost. I've been stopped on my feet, uh, and it was so hard to take. So, mm. how did I bounce back from that? I continued to believe in myself. Uh, I moved up in weight essentially because I was absolutely killing myself to make weight. But I, I, I don't want to say used to it, but I can't. I reinvented myself. So no. I went back to the drawing board. I moved up to a new weight category, and I just worked as hard as I, as I possibly could, and didn't stop working until I got what I believed I would get one day, and that was, as I said, become world champion. I mean, Beautiful. people would deep, deep, would. Define my career as success before the advanced team. I've been British, Commonwealth, European champion. For mm. some fighters, that's enough. You know, that, that they're huge achievements. To be the best fighter in Europe is a great achievement. It, it's fantastic. But I just wanted that WBC world title, the same belt that I'd seen the great fighters like Muhammad Ali lift, say the great fighters like Sugar Ray Leonard, Roy Jones Jr. All these great fighters have all lifted this green and gold belt. And I was driven beyond. Just to insane limits, as I say, getting an ice bath after training three times a day, mm. uh, not eating for two days because I'd need to make weight, you know, eating mm. ice cubes are uh, just insane. Louis would see me, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, my uh, I would, I would look like a bag of bones on some days. <laughs> I remember Sylvan looking at me saying one time, Yeah, you look fantastic, but then looking at one of the boys next to him as if to say, He looks like he's about to drop dead. Yeah. Uh, I would cut it so, but I was always so driven. I would always push and push and push, and and that's all I could honestly say is just believe in yourself and and don't yeah. give up. And, and a lot of people use that phrase, never give up and don't give up. You will get there in the end if you don't. There's just no two ways about it. If you want something bad enough and you're willing to put the work in and and do it, in the end you will get there. Nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, I'm going to ask your best moment, something that, like, make you, uh, I know you have, like, some really great moments, but if you have to pick one, you know? Uh, from a career perspective? Yes, yeah. Or maybe, oh, well, like, let's say, that career, uh, because we want footage, you know? Yeah, but everybody always thinks that I would say beating David Hay twice and things yeah. like that. But <laughs> no, that doesn't even come close. I mean, nothing yeah. beats Goodison Park. Nothing, oh, yeah. nothing even comes close. Fighting at Goodison Park for the WBC world title was just a, at the dream location. Yeah. As I said before, I've been going to Goodison Park every other Saturday since I was nine, ten years old. Uh, and I, as I said, I always wanted to play football. But sometimes in life, you just got to accept I was too fat and not good enough to play football for Devon Football Club. <laughs> so the best, next best thing and the best chance I had of doing that was having a fight at Goodison Park. And I don't mean in the terraces as a fan. I meant sticking a ring in the middle of Goodison Park and fighting for the Dream World title. It happened on May the 29th, a Sunday bank holiday. And, and all my dreams came true that night. I can honestly, hand on heart, say I'm, I am one of very few people who can honestly say I have lived my lifelong dream. I, I 
completed yeah. and done what I set out to do. Whenever I think of boxing now, I can close my eyes and I can I can see walking to that ring again. Park with all the lights on the phones come up in the Gladys Street end and the fans singing my name and just uh, I'm so happy when I think back to them days. So I wish I could do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I'm old and I'm a has-been now. But uh, mate, that was the, the best night of my career by far. The only thing better than that was me four children and there. And I'll have to say this because I know she'll be listening somewhere the night of me wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, on the same way, I, I would like like to, to hear about your music test. So, if you have like music that uh, you really uh, like in general, or like before fights, mm, in general, let's say in because in general, we... I, I like to listen to anything. You could, uh, if I could, where is my phone? Uh, oh, he took my phone upstairs. If I went to my phone and showed you. I like some bits of classical music. I like I love rap music. I love R and B music. I love does if it's a nice beat and it and person can sing, I like it. I, I just know. love all types of music. Oh, one song that is like you know at the top, may choosing before fight or even after. Some I have I had one song that used to remind me and I used to listen to before huge fights and it would play in my mind all the time. And the song was One Moment in Time by Whitney Houston. Mm. And it used to play it all. And before I would go to the big events or before I would take part in mega fights, that song would be on replay in my mind for some reason. I don't know why, but just I would play that. Before my first ABA final... I played that song 25 times in the dressing room to everybody's annoyance. <laughs> uh, that's just not the kind of song that people would have in a boxer's dressing room, but I was different. You know, I was just, I would, I would, it would be my way or, or, or literally the highway for them. Nice one. And um, the last, and I think interesting one, uh, if you had like three people to choose, um, you know, if you're going to quarantine, So let's yes. say for months, you know, you have to pick those three people. We had like very interesting uh, ways of like picking those uh, three people uh, with the the guests that we had. Okay. Yeah, can dead or alive? Yeah, let's say history, not dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> history, yeah. <laughs> And you make it sound so much better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three people, okay. Well, I obviously can't take my wife, can I? And I can't take any of my children. So it has to be a celebrity of some kind. So definitely the first one would be Muhammad Ali. Oh, brilliant. And the second one... Who would be the second one? I can't choose between my two favourite comedians of all time, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, I got three people, don't I? Yeah, you got it. There you go. Them two. Nice one. <laughs> nice one. Beautiful. Tony, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we haven't been seeing each other uh, for a long time, but uh, it's always yes. a pleasure. We keep in touch. And it's always nice to see that uh, you have still that same energy, same authenticity. I love that. And you're an inspiration Absolutely. for yeah, for all the, the years I know you. It's always been a pleasure to have you back us up as well so really nice to thank you